Hello again, Dwayne Brummett here with Allie Alvarigo, SchoolOwnerTalk.com. Allie, good to be with you today, sir. And good to be with you as well, Dwayne. I had a, I had a really interesting start to my morning. You know, we have we just had a snowstorm in the last two days, so I, um, you know, relaxed for the last two days, shoveled snow and all that stuff. But I went to my dojo to teach kickboxing today, and uh, lo and behold, my heat had my oil had run out. We have this kind of old system in my building where we can't measure the amount of oil how much is in the tank, so we kind of got to guesstimate it, so it depends on if it's too cold, and we burn through oil. I Like, I think of winter as uh, it drains me money-wise as far as the oil, and also plowing of the of the driveways of my two buildings. It's a, it, So every time it's snowing, I'm seeing little dollar bills kind of being sucked out of the environment. So it's oh, kind gosh. of... Uh, yeah, kind of frustrating, but other than that, I just love the weather. But anyway, I showed up to kickboxing. No one showed, so then I rushed back home, and you and I are on the on the call today. So there you go. It, was it, um, I mean, is it really bad weather or something? Is that why? It's just really cold, and, uh, and uh, you know, it's probably, you know, the cold, and uh, the roads are still a little icy and snowy, so that could be partially the thing. But it's a hit or miss, you know, with our kickboxing, we could have, 20 people in a class and then we could have one day where no one shows up and one day where one person shows up so it's a it's a weird dynamic it frustrates me a little but that's part of the nature of this type of business oh sure yeah absolutely yeah so, so cool we have well, a cool, I, cool topic today go ahead why don't you introduce it yeah yeah i mean today we're going to talk about lessons learned from the elite military uh, i do want to uh start out by saying um I should have served. I didn't. So it's not like I was in the elite military. Um, you know, I know that you have trained with, and you can kind of give some of your background a little bit. I know that you have trained with some of the elite military. Um, I mean, I had an opportunity to uh, train with uh, the United States Federal Marshals before. Um, but but uh, besides that, and, you know, obviously our friend uh, uh, Kenny Bigby, who is a, a former Navy SEAL, uh, so, anyways, give your background a little bit on elite military training, and then uh, we can get. Well, into yeah, yeah. Bit. I mean, I, and listen, I mean, it's what I've done is, you know, I've done some extensive hand-to-hand uh, training, uh, some uh, firearms training with guys that were air marshals, Navy SEALs, uh, Rangers, special ops guys. Um, one of my good friends is an actual instructor, and he teaches firearms and tactical handgun and knife to. Um, you know, two elite forces that are either uh, militarily decommissioned and private sector security forces now that are going back into, uh, you know, war zones and so on. And I've had privileges of being around those guys and learning from them and training with them. So uh, it's pretty amazing. Not to say that I'm anything near like what they do because they're just incredible. And, and the reason why we kind of almost came up with this topic today was I, uh, I, I had a friend of mine recommend a show to me called The Selection. And uh, the show is all about 30 privatized citizens that want to do Navy SEAL training or special ops training. And they subject themselves to this training. And they go in and they start training with these five operatives uh, that were, you know, uh, Army Rangers, Navy SEALs, you know, um, Green Beret. And they go in there and they go through the training. And it's amazing to see how quickly people drop off. How many people are, um, you know, are quickly beaten down mentally? But the lessons that the when they cut to the seals talking and you know the special the trainers the instructors uh, the insight that they give you as to why they're going through this is very martial based, you know, very martial art based. 
and, and I love it. It's it's just beauty in motion. Well, and one of the things that uh, we were talking about before we you know started the broadcast was the the, the fact that um you, you had brought up to me and, and and we had talked about this before about just the simple um, piece of of making your bed in the morning why that's so important. Now before you you guys turn off the the podcast, or if you're, you know, listening to this live on our Facebook uh, uh, live broadcast, don't turn it off because there's a reason why we're talking about making your bed. Uh, but you want right. to share that a little bit? Uh, um, um, yeah, there's, have... there's a great there's a great video, and I'll try to dig out the link and give it to you, Dwayne, so that you could attach it to this podcast. But it's a lessons of the Navy SEALs, and it was all about, you know, why such a simple action um, of making your bed means so much. And, and you know, it, it talks not only about, you know, uh, waking up and, and making your bed, giving yourself the first the first uh, sense of accomplishment throughout the day. It also talks about, you know, why, you know, it gives you something to look forward to when you come home, a, a made bed. You know, it also teaches you about the little tiny disciplines. And now, one of the lessons that the, the guys did on this television show, which I love, they said, you know, the reason why we go in and we, you know, we ransack the Navy, ba or the barracks of where the people are, and we want them to be so organized is where they put everything in place. You know, the underwear goes to the left, the, you know, their boots go to the right, and all of this has its own place, and everything has to be the same every day. And I teach this lesson to my students all the time. I struggle with this continuously with the parents as well, where um, they don't understand the value of the little things. You know, they don't understand the value of why it's important that little Johnny has his full uniform. Or they don't understand the value of why I'm such a pain in the neck when I say, Mrs. Smith, he's not wearing his T-shirt again. Oh, I know it's my fault. It doesn't matter. And I know, Dwayne, you, you know, you give out penalties and reports and all sorts of stuff to not only the kids but to the parents as well. Now, um, so these little things mean everything. And the way these guys, these military contractors, they said it's so important is because let's say everything hits the fan. We get bombed. Somebody's shooting up the barracks. And you're running around to gather your stuff so you can go out and fight the good fight. Um, but you forgot where your boots were and you forgot where your ammunition was and you forgot, oh, wait, where did I put that today? Oh, my God, where, where is it? And then you go out and you, and you fail. You, you don't succeed with getting things done because everything is in such disarray. So, like, I learned this lesson, and I'll give you a quick, and, and, and please chime in after this. I mean, when I, um, I once forgot my gear with my teacher, Sheehan Felix Vasquez, oh, sensei now. Um, and uh, it was not only totally embarrassing, but he, he ripped into me. I mean, one time. Um, but I never wanted that to happen ever again. So I created a format in which I put my uniform together so that whenever I leave and carry it somewhere, it's, it's complete. So I basically, I lay my belt on the table. I then take my uniform top, my gi top, and I fold it nicely and put it on top of the belt lengthwise. And then I put my tabbies, which are our ninja shoes, in there with my shorts, because we wear black shorts under our uniform, and my groin protector. And then I put in my t-shirt, because we have to wear a t-shirt under the uniform, and then I put my pants on top of that. Once that's done, that's my complete uniform. I then roll it into a ball, not roll it down like a tube, and then I tie my belt around it, and I can carry it over my shoulder. So following that exact order never allows me to go, oh, my God, I think I forgot my, you know, whatever. So there's a certain system to this. Now, why is that important to martial art business owners? Well, think about it. If we don't have systems, we are not going to complete 
the job at the end of the day, which I call my DNA. Anyway, will you have any insight on that? And then I'll explain a little bit more about what I meant by the DNA. Uh, no, I mean, you can go right ahead. It's just, um, you know, the, the phrase, everything has its place and every place has its thing. And yeah. The, I never realized how important it was to be organized until I started to really get serious about making my school a business. And so transforming it from being a hobby uh, to actually being a uh, a business and and it was the ability to be able to be organized and systematize as many things as possible anything that can be um, delegated or duplicated needs to be systematized to a certain degree if not one hundred percent and it, and again i 'm not trying to say that you should you know that it takes the human element out of it because there's always a human element in it. But I would say in our business, the type of business that we have, there's a – I don't know. What would you say, Allie, with with regards to the totality, meaning marketing and sales and even on the floor? Like, give me a percentage, do you think, could be systematized? Like, I'm thinking off the top of my head at least 80% of everything, right? Well, do you mean automated or systematized? Like, something that uh, – a system. Uh, okay, yeah, I guess – because you're an automation I guess a difference. <laughs> yeah. Right? So that that you're an automation an auto guru. You're a guru, a master at automation at being able to set systems up and where there there's a lot of hands off but it's still getting done. Um uh, but uh, well, let's forget about automation. So systemization, um 99.9% of it should be systemized. Everything you do in the school. I wouldn't even say 80%. That's cutting it short. And, and let me give you an example. I just had a really great conversation with one of my top instructors, right? We're talking about my program manager. I, I talk about um, my DNA, and I said, uh, program manager hasn't been able to get to all of her calls. So he says to me, well, we're busy, you know, we're handling both schools, west and east, and we're overwhelmed, and blah, blah, blah. And, and, and as empathetic and sympathetic as I am to hearing how they're they're talking, I'm not empathetic and sympathetic at all because I've done this job and I know how it gets done. So here's the thing. I designed the DNA. People have heard about this, I'm sure, the daily necessary activities. But the DNA came from the nucleus of the body, the body's makeup. So that's how I got the name. Like, what is a school made up of? What's the DNA? What's our body made up of? Um, what keeps us going? You know, all our internal organs, how they work every day exactly the same. If one internal organ fails, it creates havoc within the body. If one system fails, it may not create havoc within the school, but it could do damage. So I was talking to my staff member, and I said, listen, I get it. If you're not organized, everything seems overwhelming, right? If you don't know where to start and how much time to allocate and how to stay focused on that task, everything is chaos. Chaos. In the Japanese martial arts, chaos is called randori. Randori means to seize chaos. Um, the, 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 you hear randori in judo, let's do grappling, and grappling is randori. It's live practical application, but you have to learn how to do this live type of application in order to be able to absorb it so that you can react to it. 
similar to like what they talked about on that TV show where the Navy SEALs want you to have such organization so that when it all hits the fan, you can easily just go, boom, there's my gun, bam, there's my ammo, boom, there's my bulletproof vest. And you quickly are able to jump to action rather than like being in a chaotic state. And many of our staff members in the martial art business or employees in any business, they are always constantly in this state of chaos because they don't have everything organized and, and so on. So let me just quickly add to this and then I'll let you talk. Is that in my DNA, it's basically designed where I sit down in my chair, I open the DNA up on the screen, and it says Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and it says Monday, and it has the tasks in order. Do the calls, do the, you know, the, we, you know, set up trial classes, you call the day before day of, then the second one is, you know, uh, we miss you calls, the ones are missed trial calls, and, and, and it goes through a system of tasks. So if you follow those, and even if you spend, I told them, you know, uh, the staff member, even if you spent only 20 minutes a day on this stuff at the end of the week times six days, you're looking at 120 minutes of concentrated effort on making your callbacks with only 20 minutes per day. So if a school owner is a one-man show and he only spends, let's say, an hour on, on busy tasks, he could do 10 minutes here on this task, 10 minutes on that task, 10 minutes on this task, six different tasks, right, at 10 minutes, and by the end of the week, he's concentrated on, you know, and, and gotten it all done. That's what the DNA is, so that the entire organizational chart is complete. Make sense? Uh, well, I totally agree. Um, and I didn't realize, and I've talked about this on another podcast before, uh, one of ours, is that um, uh, I remember one of my coaches saying to me that, uh, you know, what does my, what does my um, underwear drawer look like? Yeah. And... Uh, I said, well, what do you mean? He goes, you're, I'm sure your top drawer is your underwear drawer. I said, yeah. And he goes, what does it look like? And I said, well, it has he, it has the underwear and socks in it. And he said, yeah, but how does it look? And I said, well, it looks like a mess. And he goes, well, fix it. And so I was like, okay, I straightened everything up. And, and I said, okay, I fixed it. And then, and that was like a month later when I met him again. And he goes, uh, he says, well, how does it look now? I said, well, I fixed it. He goes, yeah, you fixed it, but how does it look now? And and it was a mess again. And the whole concept was he was trying to teach me to be organized, and it started with even the small things. And with your business, with regards to – and we say all this because with your martial arts business, it's going to start with the small things first. Don't right. think that you have to systematize everything. Like Ali said, you know, 99.9% .9 of everything needs to be systematized, which, you know, is true. It has to start with something small. And so I don't know what you would consider to be, you know, Allie, what would, what, I mean, what would you consider to be the, the, the smallest thing, maybe uh, an easy task, uh, to, you know, to start to get, um, organized? Because I believe that it has to be, in order to develop that habit of, of organization, it has to start with something small. Um, right. you know, very, very seldom is it a large task that, 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 you know, revamping your whole marketing system or whatever. So, like, I know something I was thinking of would be whatever your passion is in your business, go that route and systematize it first. Meaning if, you know, you love the teaching aspect more than you love the marketing or the sales um, or the clerical, um, then maybe you, you go to the thing that you love the most and systematize that first. Um, maybe that's not a great idea. Maybe it should be whatever 
and, and now that I'm saying it, I'm kind of backing myself up here. Maybe it should be the thing that, that is most needed in your business, meaning if it is the clerical piece. If that whole right. thing is a mess, you need to systematize, systematize, systematize that first so that everything else can uh, – uh, you know, run a little bit easier. Anyways, what 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 are some of your well, thoughts? Because well, I don't want to go ahead. Let me kind of add to what you just said. So, and I agree with you. So there are two things. Um, I have a saying in the martial arts, and and a saying in my leadership team, and a saying in my coaching that says, if you're a procrastinator, that's fine. I love procrastination. I really do. You just have to procrastinate on procrastination. So, in other words, put off putting stuff off. So the first step is. Number one, just do a little bit. Like I said, I call it time slicing, and this is what I teach my kids. When you're overwhelmed, let's say, um, let's just break it down into simple martial arts. So someone throws a, a, a back fist at you, and you teach the students to just raise their hand or parry the block or pat it away or like in boxing, just fan it away or move out of the way. It's a single element. It's, it's simple. Now you say, okay, you got that down. Let's do the back fist and a reverse punch. Now there's two elements, a back fist, a reverse punch, front kick. And then you slowly practice each move until you become comfortable with doing more and multiple moves, right? So that it, at first, if I just taught, okay, we're going to do a left, left jab, right cross, front kick, spinning kick, back fist combination, and you have to block all those techniques, that's going to be quite overwhelming. So if I just start off with one move and they learn it, and then the next move I add on another move, so now they have two moves and they learn it. Same thing goes with business. So my suggestion is to take little tiny chunks. I mean, and sometimes it sounds like it's not going to work, but a little chunk of, you know, like I said, doing your calls religiously on a, and, and habitually on a daily basis, even if you're just doing it for 15 minutes a day, at the end of the week, if you work six days a week, you have a lot, you'll accomplish it all, right? And uh, God forbid you're overwhelmed with thousands of calls, you know, then maybe you have to add on more time. But when this becomes a habit and you do it on a regular basis, at the end of the week, you're going to feel like you've got a lot accomplished. And that's what my DNA is. It's a series of check marks every single day. Every single week, the activities are similar and some added activities that are maybe one time a month activities or twice a month activities. And then um, basically, uh, at the end of the month, you could look at your entire board, your chart, and say, man, I got all this done. But and by the way, I designed this because my program manager said exactly to me what they said the other day. Uh, I, I don't know if you understand, and it infuriates me. Like, are you kidding me? I've been doing this for 25 years. I worked as a program manager in my own school as, for six months writing down all these tasks. I, I understand better than anyone could ever understand. Do you understand how to get it done by simply just chunking it down. Chunk it down and do 10 minutes a day. Make that your habit. Then the next week, maybe 15 minutes. You're not going to need to do more than 20 minutes a day on one particular activity. That's it. If you have six hours at work or five hours at work, you could get a heck of a lot accomplished in that amount of time if you're doing it right. Make sense? It does, and especially if we're specifically talking about during the day when nobody's there or very few people are there and you're not getting interrupted. So, um, I wanted to throw this out too, because there's a few, a couple of good books that I read. Um, the first one is, um, um, Marie Kondo, C-O-N-D-O, but it's the life changing magic of tidying up. And I read that th this past year and, um, it, it just reinforces what, you know, that, um, 
the coach was trying to tell me, you know, about my drawers and everything. And the nice thing was, uh, you know, the, the couple of things that I took out of the book was number one, not only are my drawers straightened and then, but everything else, uh, everything else in the house needs to be straightened, you know, from my, my, my work environment to my hangout environment to everything. Um, because what it does for you psychologically, knowing where everything's at, number one, and then, um, you're able to focus in on tasks at hand. It was interesting because one of the things that she talked about was how many times have you sat down to do work but saw the mess and go, you know what, I really need to clean this up before I do this work. Yeah. And I and I that that was like, oh yeah, duh. And now I know why I used to do that because this is a mess and I've got to clean that mess up before I can complete it because it was just weighing on me. I have I have a big. Yeah, you could see me like getting excited coming on my video. I'm like, I'm like busting at the seams. I once had a secretary. I, lo- I loved her to death. Great person, great student, and a black belt. And she was just always in disarray. I'd walk in. It literally looked like the office exploded. There's papers everywhere, and she'd never get anything done. It was like small portions. And I'd go, you just work for six hours. How do you not have anything friggin' done? And then I found out, she's like, oh, by the way, I don't know if you know this about me, but I have ADHD. And I'm like, well, that would have been a good thing to talk to me So about before I, you, know, you, you took on this job. I basically t- took the entire office and piled it into one pile. And I said, you are no longer allowed to work from this environment. You only work from the top of the pile down. And that's all you're allowed to do from one top of the pile down. And that's it. And she would take the first pile and first sheets and she would do it and be done with it and move it to the finished pile. And then she'd work on She would get ten times more work than she ever did because her focus was not, oh, my God, should I do this? Well, let me do a little of that. And you you once told me, and, and I like what you said, and I learned from that, where multitasking is kind of bad. You know, certain people can do it to some extent, but when you try to multitask, you're you're so all over the place and scattered. Most of the time, it doesn't help you at all. Well, it's it's true. And then, uh, so I wanted to throw that out. The other thing too um, is, and speaking of Navy SEALs, but it's uh, extreme ownership. How the U.S. Uh, Navy SEALs lead and win. Um, and right. there's got to two authors there. That's a phenomenal book as well. And I throw that out there because, um, you know, it, we need to be consistently learning. Um, it, it's funny that you talk about being scheduled and, and having systems and what have you. The other thing that goes along with this for us as school owners is we need to, just like the DNA, the daily necessary activities, are basically broken down and written down for you. Um, right. You, as a school owner, and you've said this before, one of the, one of the best things in life is to be a uh, – uh, you know, your own, your own, um, boss. But right. one of the worst things in life is that you are your own boss because you can make exactly. your own rules. And if you don't follow the rules, uh, or you make the wrong rules, you're going to be unsuccessful as a boss. So, yeah. Like, I, I, I wrote down my schedule and I write down my schedule and I even give myself times. So, uh, I woke up and it's, I got a task and list and stuff that are here, right? You can see that. So um, I woke up at, at, and this sounds goofy, but I woke up at 5.30, right, go to the bathroom, take a shower. By, by 5.45, um, so by 6 o'clock, I'm done out of the shower, dressed, 6.15, uh, I was making uh, breakfast and my son's lunch. And then by 6.30, I warmed my car up and I ate, ate my breakfast. By 6.45, I brought my son to school. By 7, and I, I mean, it's written down. 
Seven. Yeah. Uh, I was at the karate studio because I went in and grabbed the hours and the stats right. that I need and, and also the money from last week because I'm going to do a deposit today for for, mm-hmm. uh, for everything for last week. And then I got back here by 7.45. I did the stats. Uh, I did my payroll at 8 a.m. Um, I, I, I take a half an hour every day, and I read uh, scripture, and I prayed. And then 8.30, I set up our call that we have here today that everybody's watching live. And by 8.45, I did uh, my self-defense. I've got a, self, a women's self-defense course coming up in February, so I wanted to get all that completed. But so I, I mean everything has and everything is written down and has a time that goes with it and then I have the tasks that are on top and then I check mark the ones and I bring them over you know if they're not finished or or if they're more than one day worth of tasks but I mean that's how systematized and organized we have to be as school owners in order to be able to accomplish anything I mean I even have it written down by uh, you know twelve to one is my lunch time I'm taking a whole hour of lunch you know I'm going to eat lunch it doesn't take me a whole hour to eat lunch but I'm going to sit and relax watch the news or or whatever, you know what I'm saying? And you know what? Let me play devil's advocate, and and for the, for the very purpose of a lesson for people, whether it, and, and I find this with my staff. So you and I'm going to interview you now. <laughs> you have this list, and you have it broken down by task. And 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 by the way, I have the same exact thing. I use the Stephen Covey system, and I buy a new setup every single every single year, um, January through December, and, and I do the same thing. So I have, you know, like for me this morning, just alone on calls, I have, you know, uh, teach my kickboxing class, my phone call with you, I have a phone call with coaching clients, then I go to my staff meeting, then I pick up my daughter, then I teach tonight, and in between, I have a whole host of all busy work and things that I need to do, balance checkbooks, pay bills, and it's all listed. But let me ask you this question. Do you find that even though you're disciplined and you know what to do, um, should you still do a list? Because I find that my employees, even with my DNA, when they get used to doing it, they think that they remember what to do and they start doing it on their own without using these lists and these systems. And then all of a sudden, within a week or two, they're back to doing nothing because old habits rise to the top. So tell, tell the people, the listeners a little bit, give them a little insight as to why still, after all these years, um, you're still doing it the way you do it and writing it down on paper. I mean, shouldn't you be a master of this by now and not have to have it on paper? Tell me, tell me why you do it this Well, okay, so number one, yes, you have to, um, and your, your employees have to. They have to follow the lists, and they have to complete the tasks, and they have to use uh, like I am so goofy that I even have little check boxes next to um, right. diff- different tasks that have to be done, and they have to do that and check mark it and show that it, it was actually completed. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, uh, it, you have to. You have to. I used oh. to. I tried to do this before, where I would do it on uh, digital. I tried right. when, when, you know, I tried to do everything digital and I found that even like the, uh, different apps that you can use for tasks and stuff, yeah. it didn't work for me. It, um, yeah. seeing it on paper, writing it down, being able to check mark it off or exit off or, you know, like this one here is, uh, uh, my annual sales tax and, and, and my giveaways and everything, you know, it's all, I wrote, I did that today. In fact, I wrote that down as something that needed to be done this week, but I had a little time between um, uh, what was it? Between setting up my our call that we're we're gonna do, 
and then I, I so I started my self-defense stuff early, and I got that done early, so I was able to get this done and send it off to my accountant. Well, um, isn't that isn't that the beauty of of a task list? And by the way, I I agree with you one hundred percent. I bought Stephen Covey's digital schedule. And you could take all these papers and throw them in the garbage and use it just digitally, and I found that I became the worst because, I, I like you, I love to write it down and I love to check it off. In fact, I'm I'm the, so anal about checking things off during the day that if something comes up that's not on my list that I do, I'll write it on my list and check it off because at the end of the day, I want to see a sense of accomplishment, you know, of what I did and what I achieved. That's just my kind of addictive, you know, uh, you know, anal personality. However. Um, I could not do it digitally. And a lot of my friends go, I can't believe you're still using this. I use Outlook and I use this schedule or that schedule. I love having it on paper. And um, I think it's super important. And by the way, I like, you know, you said it's very important for people to understand. Sometimes you might have a task that you think is going to take you an hour. And because you're so organized and you got to it, maybe it took you 10 minutes. Boom, you just slide to the next task. If you run out of tasks to do, you and I as business owners will add another 20 tasks. Most employees will just sit around. Like I interviewed a guy one time and I said, what do you do when you have downtime and you finish all your tasks? And this young guy interviewing for the job, he says, oh, that's the point where I turn the music up and I dance around the, you know, my place and I, and I, you know, just sing and, and I'm like, okay, great. We're going to get back to you on the job opportunity. I'm like, that's, that was his answer. He thought that that was a good answer. Um, but, you know, for us, we just add to the list and we keep on plugging along, right? So, so that's pretty interesting for us. And by the way, everything that we said is in that, in that TV show. Uh, the SEALs talk about why they have to be so organized, why under chaos it's so important to create this kind of systemized way of living because that's how you become the most efficient person ever. Yeah, and I just I printed up real quick, um, and I, I talked about that my my you know employees follow these these uh, tick boxes and stuff like that. So even from my telephone inquiry sheet, and it never started out like this. Um, my, the original one that I bought, I actually, I mean, that, that I had, I bought from uh, Tommy Lee his uh, SBSS systems or something like that. You know. Yep. So, but but since then, I've I've changed some things and doctored it up. But I would have never had the skeleton, if you will, had I not bought it. Anyways, that being said, uh, I don't even know if I can show it because it's Facebook Live, but um, can you see, like, okay, made contact, yes or no, and then they have to checkmark that because I keep stats in my stat, you know, in my CRM for that. Right, Uh, right. Uniform in size. That, That box there is so that when we put it in our CRM, you know, picture taken, uh, uniform, name on uniform, time card, upload the picture, the follow-up, that check mark there, uh, you know, that, that box shows that we put it in the system. So it's one thing to write it down that was done, but the check, you know, we write it down, but then, and here's the funny thing. So my program director in the most cases is the one that writes them down, right? Right. But my, but my, but my head instructor is the one that goes through and enters everything. So I have, uh, the way that I set it up, I have a two-step process and I did it that way because one kind of double checks the other on certain things. So if, for instance, somebody misses something, the other one catches it. They're not okay, doing great. double work. They're not doing double work. Um, yeah. But they, some of their tasks overlap, and I purposely did that because then nothing or, you know, 1% gets missed, you know, from time to time. In a year, 1% gets missed or 2% gets missed, if that makes sense. 
Well, I, well, I love it. It's funny. In, in my school, when you join, we have the same task list, and it says, you know, like, um, make up attendance card. Uh, give them the WTF welcome to the family package, right? You know, um, making sure they got their first Q-level DVD. We give them a DVD for free when they join. Um, all of these things. And then I have to tell you, honestly, I have a lot of people who go, I, I never received the welcome to the family package. And then sometimes I want to blame my staff. Well, maybe my staff screwed up. They didn't do it. They're full of crap. They're lying. Or I could say, well, maybe my staff did do it because just recently I know I gave someone it. And they said to me, um, you, you know, I never got one of those. And I said, of course you did. I handed it to you myself. I showed it to you and opened it and pointed to it and said, read this. Obviously, you're not doing your job. And they're like, oh, that's the thing you're talking about? So I had a way to go back and go, other than remembering, but I could go back and go, yeah, Mrs. Smith, on the, on the 22nd of December, you received this information. You know, I had a guy complaining the other day that we don't communicate well enough with him. We don't have enough uh, communication as far as our school schedule closings. Um, we have a whiteboard with a calendar in the lobby. We have it on our website. We post it on our Facebook page and we send out emails. I said the other, only other thing I think I could do is personal text messaging and skywriting. I said that's the only two things. So, I mean, you know, sometimes Well, no, no, people... no. You could, you could uh, tattoo it. Uh, what is it? Uh, inverse yes. or whatever, so that way they look in the mirror, you know, they tattoo yep. right on the forehead. They'll miss it. They'll just cover it with makeup and then say that it was my fault that I put it there. Is that you put but, the makeup there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I put the sticker there with the words on it. You know, it's my fault. Yeah, I'm, I'm very invasive when I push, when I'm pushing them to do things that they don't want to do. Um, but, but yeah, isn't it interesting? I mean, the, the, the SEALs, the military, and whether it be, and I have books too, I love them, you know, SEAL training and, you know, lessons from Navy SEALs, lessons from Army Rangers. I read some really great business books from, um, uh, SEAL Team 6 and, and Red Team, which is uh, Robert, I think Robert, but as Mashenko is his name, he was one of the first Navy SEALs. Jesse Ventura's books, he was a first Navy SEAL. And how they set these systems up so that these people get the most elite training in the world. Well, that's what you and I do, Dwayne. We, we basically teach our clients from the Next Level School Owner Club. We give them this tidbits of information. And heck, you know, this whole entire, we're on episode 113. If people just went back to episode 1 and listened to 1 to 113 and did nothing else this year, there would be so much education for them in the business end of it that they could literally transform their entire their, their business. So um, we give a lot of info. And by the way, for the listeners out there, um, it's really all about mini baby steps, like we talked about before, little tiny chunks. You know, sometimes you'll hear what we're saying and you'll feel overwhelmed and you'll go to yourself, well, how do I get started? What do I do first? I, I understand that. So start off small, tiny little chunks. Make it habit. Do it on a daily basis or decide on doing it every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. On Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, you do something else. And make it habitual. Become become habit-minded. You know, become success-orientated. And then you're going to see your your DNA, your own physical DNA, transform. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, I'm not trying to push anyone to do coaching with us. But what I will say is sometimes, uh, maybe your, your dog is, right? Um, yeah, yeah. They, they hear someone outside, so they, they're very – they know – by the way – Talk about persistence. They know when I'm on the phone, and they know that's the time to get my attention. And uh, and, and they they won't stop until they get my attention because they know I can't do anything about it, right? So it just goes to show maybe we should have the next call persistence of, of you know, multi-poos, Shion's multi-poos, because they, they, they lesson every day about consistent action. 
I was going to say, um, sometimes we don't know what our first action should be. You know, we don't know what we don't know. We, 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 we talk about that a lot. And so, therefore, a, you know, a good coach can help you because, you know, my phrase is it's hard to read the prescription on the outside of the medicine bottle when you're on the inside. And so when you have a doctor, right, your, your success coach, if you will, you have that person on the outside to be able to look and say, you know, this is the prescription. You really need to be working on X. So, uh, you know, we need to work on the paper flow in, in, or the workflow in, in your office. And that's going to be the first area. Or it could be we need to work on the floor. But until you are <clears throat> asked the right questions from a good coach, you're not going to, in most cases, you're not going to know. Or let me back that up. You have to ask yourself the right questions in order to figure out what it is, like, the the most important need in your business, you know, the system that needs to be put in right now. Of course, you can cut all that by by getting help. You know, that's why I bought the uh, the template here for, you know, from Tommy Lee with the, the telephone inquiry worksheet because it just cut my learning time. You know, did I pay money for it? Certainly I did. But it was when I was ready, you know, that information was there. And, and the, again, the, the phrase when the student's ready, the teacher will appear. That was one of the teachers that I needed at that time because it was already set in place, if that makes sense. So I, I encourage you to, you know, start asking yourself the right questions in order to figure out what it is that, you know, you need to start working on inside of your business to take your business to the next level, pun intended. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, you know. And, I, and Dwayne, I, I want to point out, you know, that, here's the thing. It, it, one time, and, and it's a great lesson that I learned, and, and it literally it, it changed my entire life. I was once going to a Tony Robbins seminar. Um, I was going to do the firewalk. Always wanted to do it. But, you know, when I heard the price, and I forget what it was. It was me and my ex-wife and one of my top students, and I, I was going to pay for him. Um, long story short, I think it was like $3,500 for the weekend for a Friday or a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday optional. I could stay if I wanted or a four-day weekend. So the coach who was selling, the salesperson, he said, uh, so let's get you started. And I said, I, I'm not sure I can afford it. Now, I could afford it. I was making a ton of money, um, but I didn't know if I wanted to afford it, right? I didn't know if I wanted to spend the money. I was being frugal. Um, and the guy said to me, he said, Allie, you can't afford not to do it. And I'm like, oh, that's a great business line, a good sales line. Yeah, of course, that's what you're going to say. Um, anyway, I, I took a leap of faith, and I did it. And I swear to God, it literally carried me for the next 10 years. I was at the ultimate peak of my life. Um, I, I was accomplishing anything I wanted to. I walked across 1,300-degree hot coals in barefoot. I mean, after you do that, pretty much anything sounds easy, right? And, and you know, I right. listened to him. And he motivated me, and he motivated my ex, and he motivated my, my uh, client, I mean my student. Um, but it was definitely the best money I ever spent. And, and you know, sometimes people are thinking, you know, with our program, even the one I'm not selling it, only on, on, you know, our lowest program, I think it's like $49 or something like that for the month that we have. $47. 47 month, right? I go like, how could you not invest two or three months and just try it out, right? Like for the people who are listening to this, we're not, this 
this platform, Next Level School Owner Club or our School Owner Talks, is not about selling things to you. But at the same time, if we want to help you, I, I'm just urging you to go step out of your comfort zone. It's January. Push yourself to a new height. Change what you do. Mix up, you know, what you're used to and start implementing new systems. In fact, I was just on Facebook and Brandon Beliso, um, who is a very good coach and a respectable martial artist, he wrote down, these are all the books that I fuel my mind with. And he had like nine books listed, uh, books that he read recently. Out of the nine books, I think I read seven or eight of them. Um, it's funny how great minds think alike. He's a huge success. You and I are a really big success. Why Why are we reading the same things by accident? Or maybe not by accident. We just have the same mindset so we search out the same stuff. So that's what we're encouraging people who are listening to. Um, you know, fill your mind with the things that are going to change your life. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, I, I, again, I want to leave everybody with this is, the the lesson one of the biggest lessons that I think you can take away from from you know the elite military is they are organized, they are systematized, mm-hmm. and that is one of the biggest benefits that you will ever get in your business by doing you know one of the biggest things that you need to do in your business so that you have the biggest benefit is to like Ali said systematize you know everything ninety nine point nine percent everything needs to have some sort of system automation is different like you had talked about but. Uh, systematizing absolutely everything is is going to be important. And then you got to ask yourself the right questions in order to find out um, what is the number one thing I need to be systematizing first because you could do a lot of hard work with regards to systematizing something and it not have any uh, or very little effect on your business because it wasn't the primary thing that needed to be done. So understanding what needs to be done now uh, as opposed to what needs to be done in the future are two different things. Right, exactly. And by the way, it's okay to not know what you don't know, right? That's why you and I are available. And however, um, stop thinking about, you know, like you were the last man on earth or the first person on earth mentality where you're trying to figure it out. These Most of the systems that, that you need to learn and implement are easily implemented by just going out and finding the right person to teach it to you. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. I think the biggest problem with martial artists is they always have to put their stamp on it. Like, I'll teach them and I'll give them like 10 things to do. And I'll give them the 10 forms to do it. And then they'll go, oh, Ali, I'm using your stuff, but I'm not using form number two, and I changed form number three, and form number seven is wrong, and I use my own. Like, why would you do that? Because martial artists have to put their personal stamp. They want to feel like it's their thing. Um, I'm the type of guy, like, Dwayne, if you could teach me how to run something from step one to ten, I'll, I'll borrow it, steal it, use it, get it, whatever, and do it. I don't want to have to reinvent the wheel. What's the sense? I, I'd rather put all that time in figuring it out into uh, watching, you know, my favorite TV shows. Right? Yeah, or counting your, count your money like Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Well, good call. Yeah, I think so. So uh, I just want to remind everybody that you can also subscribe by going to um, schoolownertalk.com, whether you have an Android device or an iTunes, uh, you know, an Apple device. Uh, It's all there. And uh, we do have an upcoming uh, webinar. So you can go to schoolownertalk.com and get more information about the upcoming uh, webinar. It's a free webinar to you on uh, the six steps of implementation. Uh, So the six steps of implementation webinar is on there. Uh, Allie, I appreciate everything, and uh, have a great day, sir. And you too. Have a great day. Listeners, have an amazing week.